Hi, welcome to the Whole Therapist Podcast. We're leaving out the theorizing and exploring this strange phenomenon of being a human and a therapist. I'm Kelly, licensed marriage and family therapist, working in private practice settings as a clinician and a clinical supervisor in the Denver metro area. And I'm Abby. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and the owner of a group practice in the Denver metro area. Kelly and I are both registered play therapists, supervisors, and EMDR certified. So we're both therapists, but this is not therapy. And we're both supervisors, but this is not supervision. This podcast is purely for fun. So for any ethical concerns on your caseload, please refer to your state laws and licensing boards. And please remember to follow The Whole Therapist on Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening station. For more resources, blogs, and consultation opportunities, visit wholetherapistinstitute.com. So come join our conversation while we explore the embodied experience of neuroscience and authenticity in the therapy room. Hi, welcome to the Whole Therapist Podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Abby. Welcome to the show today. With recent events related to the Olympics, we thought that we would bring in a topic around rest and taking time for ourselves, knowing when to do that, listening to that. I think it was inspired by a meme that we both saw. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what it said? Well, it was talking about Simone Biles, yeah. and it said if Simone Biles can take a day off, mm-hmm. and I think it named another kind of like pro athlete or somebody, yeah. like a big name, if they can take a day off, the next part was like, girl, take the PTO. <laughs> yes. And I loved that, yeah. and it really spoke to me. <laughs> I think to both of us, because we, I would say that our work ethic is a pride point and maybe our downfall mm-hmm. in the field, mm-hmm. this idea that we might not need to work as hard it almost feels wrong to say yeah like don't work as hard that's really countercultural. yeah and I feel like for me I take that on as like I'm not enough or I'm being lazy if I'm not like working as hard and that measuring of productivity being completely tied to our worth I mean there's a lot right now around capitalism and the downfall of Mm -hmm. this like productivity kind of culture. I think that that's just true in the United States period. Yeah. How much we value work. My stepmom is from Spain and it's amazing how different the work culture is over there. Well didn't they, is it in Italy maybe where they like actively take a lunch at a certain time like every day? Spain they take siesta. It's like yeah yeah. It's, it was amazing, honestly. Every time we go, it's like you eat dinner till one in the morning mm-hmm. and then you work and then you take like a couple hours off in the middle of the day. Yes. And so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm remembering when I started at the agency I'd worked at and what I did appreciate is the supervisor at the time was like, make sure at lunch that you like leave your office and go sit in the lunchroom and have lunch. Yeah. And I did do that. And I will say that since leaving that structure of the agency and being in private practice. I have thought about um, blocking my lunches out, but find that there are several weeks where I work through my lunch. I think it speaks to the lack of internalization that most of us have around rest. Mm. So I'm thinking about we only Mm self-regulate because of Mm co-regulation. And it is regulating to have breaks in our work day mm-hmm. like that's a that's a proactive way to take care of ourselves yeah and if that has not been given to us with accountability like at that agency mm-hmm. 
enough in our life, it makes sense. It'd be hard without that accountability or structure to implement it. I totally feel that way. Yeah. I find myself as a parent, it's like this constant transition between like, okay, I want to be home with my kids as many days as I can. So I'm going to shove all my clients into like a couple days, Mm -hmm. but then I have no breaks, but then I pay less in childcare. So it's fine. Like, and so there's all of these reasons why I don't get to rest. Yep. Oh, well, I'm going to justify it. It makes sense because mm-hmm. then I can be home earlier. I can spend less on a sitter or mm-hmm. I can. And this lack of honoring what we really, what we need. Yeah. Not our clients, not our kids, mm-hmm. our partners. Mm-hmm. Like we need a break yes. in the day. Um, I can do seven people in a row. Yeah. I shouldn't do that. Right. I do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do. And right. certainly agency work is 10 people sometimes. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about a phrase I say multiple times a week to my partner. It's so funny. We'll be having dinner and then always he goes, so what are your plans for the evening? And I'm always like, oh, Alex, I know. it's such like a funny phrase to ask. What an me. innocent thing to ask a full-time therapist. <laughs> like, and I'm always like, well, I can always work. That's what I say to him. I say, well, I can always work. Is there something you want to do? You know? Yeah. Um, and if we don't actively have a plan or he doesn't offer something else, yeah, I'll spend the rest of the evening working. And what does that mean? Does that mean notes or like, because sometimes I think I'm not working, but I'm reading a clinical book it's, and it's work. Right. It's uh, notes. It might be um, looking at my finances or yeah. I think it's the, um, what's, the, is it wave? I forget what it is where like I'm, you know, putting in and uh, categorizing my spending. Oh. I love bookkeeping. Yes, bookkeeping. That would be the better way to say it. Yeah. So it's bookkeeping or sending emails or like re-looking at my schedule. Oh my gosh. Isn't that funny? Ridiculous. Yes. I can always find a way to work. Mm -hmm. And now it's like trainings. Yeah. Like what other trainings can we do? Or what kind of reading can I do to prepare for a training we might do? Mm -hmm. Or, Mm -hmm. and it's hard for me to discern like, well, when is it work and when is it joy? Yes. Because I really love reading about epigenetics, for example. Mm -hmm. But I think that falls under work. Yeah. But it's not, doesn't feel taxing, right? Right. So it's a hard thing. Mm. That's a hard thing to discern maybe when you're doing like continued learning. Um, Yeah, I think that's a good point because there are certain things that I will not do because it doesn't bring me joy, it doesn't fill me up. In the evening, I'm like, nope, not dealing with this. Yeah, no notes. But there are Mm -hmm. definitely things where I'm like, well, I, I enjoy doing this. Mm-hmm. I will say, I did recently have to put it away. I was reading before bed, just some light reading. Um, <laughs> Cozy Eliana, up Cozalino. Yeah. Eliana Gill. Eliana Gill's like sexual abuse book. You know, I'm like reading it from 10 to midnight and then going to bed and having like not good dreams. Of course. And I'm like, eh, this is one of those books that maybe I got to read sometime else. Oh my goodness. I read this thing um, about emotional support books. Yeah. Some people have an emotional support animal <laughs> and we have our emotional support books, like our stack of four or five books that just go everywhere with me, just in case, yes. just in case I have a minute. I never do. Yeah. And just in case I don't know which book to read, I have five choices. Yeah. And that really resonated with me. I was like, I do have an emotional support pile of books. That's hilarious. <laughs> It makes yeah. me think I always have like big plans on airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've got all these books I'm going to read. Oh, I've got gosh. all the stuff I'm going to do. The moment that they cabin or pressurize the cabin, yeah. I'm out. I just pass you out. fall asleep. Immediately. <laughs> so I think actually being on a plane is like the one spot where I get rest. 
There we go. In those transitions. Yeah. 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 I mean, rest is really controversial. It brings up different things um, depending on your upbringing, depending on your cultural background. Mm -hmm. I think that there's implications that, you know, we can't even speak on this, but I know for Simone Biles, Mm -hmm. that's revolutionary. And as a black person in the black community, Mm -hmm. it sounds like from our reading that that rest means different things like liberation, right? For... I don't know, growing up in a capitalistic society or like as the oldest, mm-hmm. are you the oldest too? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm remembering. Yes. You have like 14 siblings, nine, yes. nine siblings. <laughs> but as the oldest, there's this ingrained caretaking thing, mm-hmm. I think in both of us. Yeah. Like there was no, it wouldn't have even occurred to me growing up to rest. Mm-hmm. That was just not a thing in our family. And my grandfather um, was 100% Irish. Yes. And there was always like, some kind of like scheme that he was working on and it was work, right? Like he had his job, but then there was always these like side hustles. Yeah. Well, Um, what did you say earlier before this, if you don't mind sharing about your family? (laughs) So my sister and I were having a conversation one time about all the characteristics of one side of my family. And one of the things my, I am going to cuss here. One of the things that my sister said is, and if you're not working two jobs, you're a fucking piece of shit. I was like, it's so true. Yeah. And since, I don't know, probably if you count going to school full time and working. Yeah. Um, full time. Yeah. Then since I was 18. Yeah. I've had two or more jobs. Yes. And even during this transition of leaving the agency, if you recall, the goal <laughs> for me was to work less. And I'm back in a spot of working at three places. At three jobs. <laughs> It's really interesting for me to witness, too, because it was like at the restaurant. OK, left the restaurant, yep. leaving community, but then picking up, you know, and there's yeah. that temptation. And I think that that is this is really hard if you have a genuine wide capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that both you and I, Kelly, have a large capacity for learning. Yeah. And like if I'm not reading books, I'm not my authentic self. I love reading, for example, or I love like researching or I don't know Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a difference between like working and and then doing things for the joy of it Mm -hmm. Um, and so like I don't have the goal of being a stay-at-home mom for example yeah I can't afford to but Mm -hmm. even if I could that wouldn't be my goal Mm -hmm. um, because I really love my job that Mm -hmm. fills me up yeah and yet there's this so I you can't compare yourself to other people's capacity yeah um, if you have a wide capacity for work Mm -hmm. and I'm constantly trying to assess like I might not I might need to not work as hard. Mm-hmm. I'm dropping a whole day of clients in 2 weeks mm-hmm. and I am so stressed out. Mm-hmm. I will never have worked that little clients. I've never worked that little ever. Even through 3 pregnancies, I started working at 12, babysitting. The summers I'd work 80 hours a summer. So I'd take my two siblings and babysit for everybody Mm. um, and made really good money. Right. But it's interesting as I reflect on this with my partner, like in about two weeks, I will never have worked as little as I'm about to. Mm -hmm. And I am filled with terror. Mm. I'm like, this is crazy. I have three kids. Yeah. I can fill my time. Three little kids. Three little kids, (laughs) two, four, and six. Yes. And... And yet to not work as hard is, is it brings up like a trauma response, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, and I have to really soothe, like, this is okay. We're okay enough. Mm-hmm. Like I've built a practice where I can work two and a half days a week. I don't need to do three or four right now. Right. Um, 
the, the thing I'm thinking about as you're talking, though, is you still are working at just as much. Yeah. Right? Like, your job as a parent. Well, sure. <laughs> I <laughs> Thank you for saying, saying that. Yeah. I just want to acknowledge that part. Okay, that's true. I do have two kids still at home. One will be in school. Yeah. Please, pandemic, don't thwart our plans for school yeah. this year. <laughs> but you also love uh, parenting. I Just do. like you love your job. Right, so neither of those maybe feel like work. Yes, right? Yeah. And I'm just sitting with like what a gift it is to enjoy the fullness of what's in life because, I mean, there are plenty of moments that I don't enjoy, like the moment of parenting, Mm -hmm. uh, many moments, Mm -hmm. um, or work, Mm -hmm. right? But when we look at like take an inventory of how we spend our time, Mm -hmm. um, it is a gift and a privilege to enjoy authentically like all three jobs that you're doing, mm-hmm. you enjoy. Yeah. And we can make shifts as we need to in seasons. Yeah. Some shifts are quicker than others. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I have had some quick shifts lately. <laughs> I just made a shift in May and I'm making another shift here at the end of September. It's a year of transitions, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. My mother-in-law is staying with us for a little bit now and um, she is so sweet. She's always telling us, go rest, go rest, go rest. And it's because my, my in-laws worked so hard. So they immigrated from Mexico. My husband is first generation. Mm. And their lives and upbringing of their children was filled with so much work. Mm. I can see her heart is like, please don't have to work as hard as we did. Yeah. And yet the reality is like, we've got to work a little bit. So I think that there's got to be a middle way. But it's funny because right now as we're recording this episode, it's occurring to me. Um, I have sweet Sandra in my ear being like, go rest, go take a nap, go take a nap. Oh. And it's like, I'm the worst napper. Do you take naps? Um, I did actually on Sunday. But it's really, it, but I, my naps need to be somewhere between 30 minutes and an hour. Okay. Uh, and it's hard to get up after that. But if you do, <laughs> at least for me, I'm, I'm re-energized. But if it's longer than that, I'm out for, you know, the rest of the day. See, I cannot... I don't know why yeah. I can't nap. I can get up at four or four thirty in the morning. Mm. I cannot nap. Yeah, and uh, and I have us like my mother in law doesn't mean to shame, but it feels a little bit like I can't nap. Yeah. I can't rest. You know, yes. <laughs> like so um, I could never nap during the weekday. Right. Never. But when, why? Yes. On the Sunday, I happened to wake up um, sure. really early for yoga on the rocks. Oh, how fun! And then yes. I got home and truly was all caught up. And I was yeah. and I was fighting it, fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. And finally I said, all right, I'm going to lay down. I'm going to set my alarm. Like, why am I fighting this? I'm right. exhausted. It's so interesting, though. Like, it just reflects what kind of trauma and mobilization can live in our system around needing to work. Yes. I need to work because if I don't, what did that used to mean? Mm-hmm. You know, my family would have fallen apart. Yeah. If I didn't step up and take care of my siblings mm-hmm. and take care of my parents, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's not true anymore. Yeah. Like, I get to take a nap with my kids if I wanted to. I don't. Mm-hmm. But. Well, I think we can find rest in different areas. I'm thinking about how you said shame. And this piece around at my mom's house, they have dinner. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, maybe maybe not even everyone's done, but as long as the majority of people are done, it's either my mom or my stepdad or both. They're in the kitchen. Yeah. And immediately, like, cleaning yes. everything. And I flat out refuse to do it. <laughs> Alex and I have dinner, and the dishes are left until the next day. I love that. I have dinner, and then we're done. I'm yes. not cleaning. So that's, like, my area where I rest. But when I go to my mom's, 
there is this expectation that I need to be helping in the kitchen after dinner. And there's a bit of tension because the narrative I'm holding is that like I'm being ungrateful, lazy. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go sit on the couch. Yeah. This is your choice that you want to clean up after this. I need to relax after eating. What a healthy boundary. Oh. So. <laughs> it's hard. But that's like maybe the the win in where I can yeah, rest is after sure. dinner. And being able to do it a different way in that same house. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of a beautiful thing too. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's hard to hold both. Right? Well, sure. Yes. So I'm aware. I'm, and truly like my family and I, we've been we've been in different financial circumstances. So I'm aware of the privilege or the naiveness and saying like, just take your PTO. Like you might not have PTO. Mm-hmm. You might not have that luxury. If you're a parent, it's true. It doesn't really feel, rest means different things mm-hmm. for different people in your life circumstance. And it's only now that I'm in a different financial space where I can work a little less. Yeah. Um, and I'm still feeling like, oh, I'm fighting it. Mm-hmm. But I wonder for you, the listener, how you can rest this week. Yeah. Is that, I mean, do you need to like reschedule a session Mm. if you're really burning out? Mm -hmm. Like that's okay Mm -hmm. to take care of your needs and reschedule a session. Mm -hmm. Do you need to work in a lunch Mm -hmm. or a coffee break? Mm -hmm. Um, I need to drink less coffee. Mm -hmm. That does not help me rest being overly caffeinated. But what's curious with that around is, is attuning to your needs yeah. right so do you need to yes. reschedule or cancel that client this week because you need to rest and then I was thinking as you said that and can you just sit with what comes up for you when you notice this is a need I have and the reason I'm bringing this around is because the day that this airs will also be uh, our coffee and chat yeah and we'll be talking about how our attachment shit shows up in this yeah. therapy space so by this time we'll already be It'll be out. Yeah. It'll be out. But you are able to. Yeah, you can get it on the website. Mm-hmm. You can purchase mm-hmm. the recording after we're done. Because we will talk about this, like this idea of resting. Mm-hmm. What does that bring up? Mm-hmm. If a client goes on these lavish vacations mm-hmm. and here you are working 50 hours a week, mm-hmm. what does that bring up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if a client who really, really works and then you want to go on vacation or take leave and they're mad at you. Exactly. What does that look like in the session? We'll be talking about all of that. Yeah. It's interesting because today we feel a little bit rushed recording this. I know. I noticed we spoke really fast. I know. <laughs> As we're talking about rest, and I think I think it is implicitly activating to me. Mm-hmm. I have this transition coming up in two weeks. Yeah. And I have a full work day today, so I feel a little hypocritical. Like, like let it be known. I am not in a season where I'm resting very well. I'm I'm really fight. I'm at the edge of my window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to soften the edge of like, it's okay to rest. Um, even recording this, we're a little bit rushed because we have clients and supervisees, and mm-hmm. um, we're bringing this to you because we're struggling with it. <laughs> I know. That's why this is not a pretentious podcast, right? We're like not over here like, oh look at my <laughs> look at my restful. I have a rest hygiene. No, no, I have my second cup of coffee waiting for me after this. So yeah. So take good care. Know that we're in it with you. Yes. Um, And we hope you can join us for Coffee and Chat or our next episode. (sighs) 